0: Hello and thank you for listening to this audio podcast. I am Buttress, the host of Phenomenology Club, which is an interactive online community of artists and thinkers centered around this content that I create and curate online for us to talk about, which is why both our tagline for Phenomenology Club and the subtitle for this discussion series is talk about it most of these uploads are originally streamed live on our youtube page if you're interested in interacting with those as they happen live please go subscribe and turn on the notifications at youtube.com phenomenology club and in general to learn more about our club what we do and how you can become a member for only one dollar a month please visit our website at www.phenomenology.club thank you for listening Stay trippy. 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 Hello, you motherfuckers. Say something if you can hear me, because like I've said, I have OCD, and I need confirmation of things that I already know are likely true. (laughs) So give me something in the chat, please. Just give me one. one. Just one. Just one. Just one. Just one. Just one. Just one. I need validation. Um... I'm going to start this discussion with a bit of a shameless uh, appeal to you. I went to the dentist yesterday. Can someone say that they hear me, please? I said I need a validation. Can you hear this? Please, just please. It's an absurd request. I know everything suggests to me that I am live and that people can hear me, but how, how can I know? How can I really know? This is me reaching out. I'm reaching out please someone just say it just say it just say I can hear you please please oh my god it hurts okay good I got one (laughs) thank you so uh let me just start this upload with a little appeal like I said I went to the dentist yesterday um by the way love dentists can I just say um dentists get shit done. Like I I said this online already, but have you ever been to the dentist and left with a problem that persisted? Like, have you ever gone to the dentist with a problem and you left and the problem was not taken care of? Like how amazing are dentists? I've never had this experience. I'm sure it exists from time to time. I'm sure there's shitty dentists, but I have every time I've ever gone to the dentist with a problem, I leave and Things are better. Even if I have to come back, like I am no longer really in pain. Uh, and I do have to go back because I need a fucking root canal. Oh, God. Uh, I feel like that's a sign of being old. Like, I officially need a root canal, which is what happens when one of your cavities progresses to <laughs> needing a root canal. I forget exactly why. I think because they said the nerve is exposed. So, a root canal is when they take the nerve out and like suck all that shit out and then like cap it off fill it with like a cavity I don't know I guess regular cavities are just like like holes in your enamel or something that don't go all the way to the nerve so they don't have to interact with that at all but apparently they got to suck out my nerves and shit um and that shit is expensive I had no idea I don't have dental insurance so here's my uh shameless appeal I'm not gonna ask I'm just gonna say if you love me and feel like donating $1 to my Patreon, which gives you all of the benefits of my Patreon, then maybe you should do that. I don't know. If you want. If you want. Shit. The link is in the comments. Not the comments. The description. But anyway, while uh, I'm being shameless, um, I thought that I would talk about superheroes, too. Uh, And I'm embarrassed to even be doing this. I feel like this is kind of, like, low-hanging fruit. Especially since, like, my uploads mostly exist on YouTube. I don't know why. I just have this, like, weird paranoia ever about being one of these annoying fucking people on YouTube, but... I'm heartened by knowing that most people don't even listen to this kind of shit on YouTube. I'm also on Spotify, so some of you are listening to it on there. I try to upload these right to Spotify right after. That link should be in my uh, description as well. Uh, So yeah, if you're a Spotify listener, go subscribe to Spotify. I don't know how it works, but... I'm sure you can get notifications there, too. I don't fucking know. Figure it out your fucking self. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to talk about superheroes, and I'm going to try to make it somewhat philosophical so I'm not just some fucking annoying nerd on YouTube talking about fucking superheroes. <laughs> um, So... Last night, I tried to watch some of this X-Men film, I think it was called Dark Phoenix, about Jean Grey, Jean Grey. How do you say her name? Is she French? Jean Grey, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I didn't finish it because I began to become angry as I often do when thinking about superheroes and why I dislike them so much. Um, And then it felt almost serendipitous Because today I see one of the top headlines on the internet, maybe not a top headline, but something I encountered, was Robert Pattinson, who I don't know how I feel about as an actor, by the way. He's someone I'm interested in. I feel like he's going to have an interesting career. I like how he keeps taking on, like, strange roles. Or it seems like he's only taken on, like, weird roles for the past few years, and now I believe he's going to be Batman. Which I think is kind of cool. I like how Batman has so many different, uh interpretations and I'm a Batman fan um but what he said was that Batman is not a superhero because Batman doesn't have powers and oops well I'll address that in a second And this is something I think about all the time, not all the time, but all the time when I'm encountered with superhero shit, which is all the time, like superheroes, oh, I just like, oh, first of all, why are there so many fucking superhero movies? Like, I'm just so over it like just stop like one once in a while wouldn't be a big deal like growing up I feel like there was some once in a while and I'm like okay cool I'll check it out but now it's just like I don't even want to watch any there's just so many it's like every month like oh this and that and this and that and there's just all these fucking grown-ass adults just losing their shit because like oh my god look at the glove design for this character that's from that's from issue number 17 and uh series episode number three and I can't believe it and on what if are they going to this glove design for the fucking what the fuck you people talking about (laughs) but whatever I get it I'm a nerd about other stuff I'm not trying to shit on all the nerds I love nerdy stuff you know I'm a nerd about other things and uh things that are also detail oriented so I'm just being mean right now but um Robert Pattinson said that Batman is not a superhero because he doesn't have special powers and I don't know whether or not you would say Batman is a superhero because I'm not a fucking nerd (laughs) but this is actually the reason that I pretty much only like Batman out of all of the superheroes he's the only one that I've ever really felt some sort of admiration for because Batman is a human. He doesn't have no fucking special powers, you know. And this is something that I can't understand about the culture of fandom that exists around superhero shit. Because I see it put forth all the time that like superheroes uh, and superhero stories are supposed to inspire within us the viewers, a feeling of inspiration that we can aspire to do great things like these superheroes we see, you know? And it's like, yeah, that sounds nice, but how the fuck can that be true? Because these superheroes aren't human, right? They got like laser eyes and they got fucking weird, like I can go invisible. Blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, they can do all this crazy fucking shit that we can't do. That's why they're superheroes, right? Because they have some sort of biological condition, I don't know what you'd call it, that makes them essentially not human, right? That's exactly why most of them are superheroes. They were born with some sort of fucking mutation that makes them different from the rest of us, you know? So how can I be inspired by that i don't i can't go invisible huh huh what am i supposed to do i'm just supposed to ch- be some fucking cheerleader for you guy because you're blue i don't think so fuck you okay <laughs> and this i i think a lot of people like in x-men i was watching last night the one i was watching it seemed some of the language was like trying to be metaphorical like maybe the metaphor is sort of about people who have Talents that are generally underappreciated by the public, you know, like this Jean Grey bitch. (laughs) She's like, I don't know, what is she psychic or she like can like make fires happen or something? I don't know, something like that. Um, like she was talking to the guy in the wheelchair. I don't know his name either. (laughs) And. They were talking like she was he was like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just special. And he had this whole illustration. He handed her a pen. He was like, I can give you this pen and you can stab someone with it or you can do something else with it. It's up to you. It's a gift. So it's like, okay. I mean, you could say this is a metaphor that some people are just different and the world is wrong to look at you as some freak. Because all of our differences make us special, you know? But that message is lost on me. Because it's like, well, this is true for fucking everybody, isn't it? Everyone is unique. Everyone has some special thing that makes them special, right? But in the superhero world, in the superhero universe, that's not how it works. There's people, these fucking freaks, these fucking mutants that aren't human, just fucking... Running around with their fucking laser eyes and shit. Fucking shit up and then the humans are always just like cheering them on and then this is part of why the metaphor if the metaphor I was just talking about this is why I don't believe that it's successful at all if the metaphor is supposed to be about humans having abilities that are just underappreciated because over and over again in all these stories there's always some sort of conflict you know I feel like pretty much every superhero film I've seen there's some sort of conflict between the superheroes and the public and this conflict takes on so many different forms, you know, like, for one, like, you know, people will, I don't know, a superhero first emerges, and then the human public is like, fuck them, they're weird, I don't like them, you know, or like, the the superhero gains the admiration of the public but there's some fucking huge showdown and they accidentally destroy the empire state building and like there's like human casualties and stuff and then the human population is like fuck these fucking freaks i hate them you know or there'll be another conflict where like one superhero like starts to become like resentful for humans towards humans maybe even for good reason like maybe because they feel that the human population is becoming resentful towards them and then they're like you know what these humans are so ungrateful fuck them i'll destroy all of them they're weak and they're puny and blah, blah blah and then another superhero's like no we can't do that it's not right anyway um i hate this shit <laughs> i'm not inspired by this my viewpoint is that and it's funny that andrew uh finney says you said earlier I see that you said earlier that Nietzsche is your superhero and I think thinking about Nietzsche and about superheroes is actually really interesting you know because if any of you have read Nietzsche Nietzsche or you're even familiar with some of what exists uh you know public knowledge about Nietzsche Nietzsche one of Nietzsche's most popular ideas is the creation of this character quote unquote the ubermensch, right? And the ubermensch is an individual who has essentially transcended the human condition in some way. Not really. That well that's not the language, but but the conflict exists around this idea. You know, it's like is the Ubermensch one of us or is he above us? You know, it's like he has overcome because this is what ubermensch means, the overman. He has overcome whatever conditions he overcame to become someone special, someone dignified, someone worthy of our respect and admiration, you know, and Nietzsche is someone who's ideas famously are used for all sorts of different conflicting arguments, some of which are very scary. I mean, a lot of people, I'm glad that this is finally becoming, uh, less of the, uh, less of the, uh, uh, I don't know the word I'm trying to say, it's become less so that, uh, Nietzsche is, like, famously associated with Hitler and the Nazis, because Hitler took a great liking to Nietzsche's philosophy, but he also, uh, changed a lot of the language in Nietzsche's philosophy, and, you know, the Nazis published a lot of Nietzsche's work with omissions that they took liberties to make themselves, and yada yada, um, partially thanks to his sister who was also a nazi uh taking his work after he died some of it was private and basically giving it to the nazis who did with it as they wished and put it out into the public you know and the nazis have this sort of i mean they were totally eugenics obsessed like you can you can draw all sorts of crazy parallels between nietzsche and nazis and superheroes like they believe that you know not only were certain races superior but like perhaps by our own human interventions, we could even modify the already superior humans to become more superior and shit, you know, they were doing all sorts of weird ass eugenics experiments and bullshit, you know, um, and speaking of Nietzsche, you know, Nietzsche also has a very famous, uh, philosophy or passage in, uh, in the, well, I'm sure he talks about it more than just here, but in on the genealogy of morality, you know, Nietzsche talks a lot about Christianity and how Christianity is so ascetic. And he talks about slave master morality, and uh, he has this metaphor called the birds of prey metaphor, which I feel is so poignant for many reasons, especially as it relates to Christianity, which is what he's doing in that metaphor, but also here with the superheroes, because in the Birds of Prey metaphor, Nietzsche is describing these people, and he's trying to describe like how Christianity came to have such a stronghold in culture and in society. And he describes that, you know, there's these people that exist, I mean, all of us are in this society, and they see certain individuals excelling, you know, the birds of prey, these birds that fly above us, they can fly, they also make other people their prey, they're strong, they're independent, they're whatever. And instead of the rest of us observing these birds of prey, being like, wow, that's amazing. Maybe I can be like them too, you know? Maybe I can be strong and do all this. Instead, they have to come up with a justification to basically make these birds of prey evil and say they're evil look at what they're doing they are they are fucking fucked up and they're not like us and it's wrong to be like them you know and in this way like a thing like christianity crushes the potential for human greatness you know because christians believe like in their philosophy if you could call it that their theology Christian theology you have to rationalize why you don't want to be great you know so it'll be like Jesus says to have humility and also we're all born sinners we're all born base, and we're all born destined for eternal hellfire and the only way to transcend this human condition is basically to become completely subservient to Jesus and God and also to all of his appointed leaders that exist among us you know the priests the priests are the ones who get to enforce this fucking jesus bullshit we must bow down and become subservient to them um, and for me, it's like, this is, this is exactly <laughs> what I hate about superhero movies, you know? It's like you establish this class of people that is just inextricably, like, set apart from the rest of us. And you, d- you become subservient to them. You worship them. Like, look, they are not like us. I can never be like them. But, you know, I am inspired by the fact that they give a fuck. Basically, I live vicariously through them. you know it's like who the fuck is inspired by that are any of you inspired by superhero movies can you tell me why can you tell me what you find inspiring about this, I just can't. To me, it's kind of like similar to why I don't like football, you know? I feel like, like maybe I would like football if I could visualize myself as a participant, but I can't. Whenever i watch watched football growing up as a young girl, I didn't get to see any girls playing. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to be a cheerleader? I don't think so. Think I'm just going to hang out on the sidelines? Hell no, bitch. I want to play. If I can't play, I don't give a fuck about your stupid fucking game, okay? Okay. Call me when I can play. <laughs> I can't play, so fuck you, bitch. Um. <laughs> Ooh, what was I just saying? I'm trying to find. Do you Do you guys agree with me? I don't feel. I mean, shit. Some Someone defend them. We need some sort of point to uh to uh go against but um yeah to me it's like it's like well what what can be inspiring about this presentation you know I can't be like these people unless I get bit with like a fucking radioactive spider or something and who the fuck knows where I can find one of those huh do you guys know where I can find a radioactive spider it (laughs) it seems like the message is almost like let other people take care of shit (laughs) Someone else will always rise to the occasion. There will always be someone special. It's probably just not you. <laughs> so, good luck finding them. And if they ever do appear, make sure that you uh, give them lots of fucking applause. Edward says, you like superheroes. Tell us why. Tell us why. Um, I'm not sure what you guys are fighting in here about. Someone says man is something that must be overcome. I don't agree with this i don't agree with this and i don't believe nietzsche would agree with this either and i think that that's part of why there's so much conflict around ideas about like nietzsche's philosophy in particular what he was getting at why the nazis love it so much why certain people seem to like have like pro-eugenic stances and shit and also love nietzsche i think that it's understandable why his philosophy becomes confusing in some of these arguments, but I think that it becomes clear when reading the rest of Nietzsche's philosophy that what the ubermensch is ultimately transcending is everything around him or her that convinces them that they're not able to find greatness within themselves you know Nietzsche seem to believe very much that humans are great and capable in and of themselves and that if people want to truly realize their true potential we should embrace this you know and this is part of why like I don't like this culture of superheroes and stuff but also why I become so disheartened in general amidst all these conversations we have about like climate change and government and all this stuff where a lot of people like have adopted this attitude that humans are just inherently corrupt, we're inherently murderous, we're inherently stupid, we're inherently evil you know it's like this like hatred of the self which in Genealogy of Morality, you know, this is how he's characterizing this word he uses a lot, ascetic. This is a word I use a lot. I was going to use it in the title for this video, but I didn't because I've recently found out a lot of people are unfamiliar with this term. And I think just looking it up even doesn't give people like the full scope of how, how people use it, especially people who are familiar with Nietzsche's philosophy. But the technical definition of ascetic is that's loud sir thank you the technical definition of ascetic is characterized by or suggesting the practice of severe self-discipline and abstention from all forms of indulgence typically for religious reasons so the corollary idea here is that you know to consider a thing like christianity it's self it's it's self-denying you know and i think that the same is true for this attitude that's emerged. I mean, I think it's it's a, an old attitude. It's not just in our current reality we find it, but uh, there's a big attitude in a lot of our discussions about humanity, where we're going, where we've been, what we should be doing. There's this attitude that we are just disgraceful by our very nature. We're not capable of transcending all of these things that we think are terrible about us. We are just Gross and evil, and deserve to die. And I can't wait for the apocalypse because fuck us. We're a plague on the earth. Blah, 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 And to you, I say, you sound like a fucking Christian. Shut the fuck up. You want to die? Go die. Do it. No one's stopping you. Go. Go. Don't tell the rest of us who don't want to die and believe that we can transcend these conditions we have unfortunately found ourselves in cannot rise up out of the muck and the mire and become great (laughs) oh i'm so inspired i just got goosebumps um i also think this attitude just doesn't even make any fucking sense because it's like Okay, you're rationalizing that humanity is evil and needs to be destroyed because what? We're cruel to each other. We're cruel to other species. We're cruel to this and that uh so then what wh- why would that matter to you then if humans are implicitly cruel then why how can you be upset with them you know it would be like being upset at a lion for eating an, uh, another man you know it's like are you mad when the lion kills humans let's say unprovoked because I think a lot of people can rationalize like yeah well if the person's prodding and poking the lion but let's just assume a person's just chilling in a field you know doing whatever I don't know taking pictures of the fucking flowers I don't know what the fuck they're doing and a lion shows up and eats eats them are you mad at the lion for doing that that's just the lion's nature right you're not mad at the lion so if you think that humans are implicitly corrupt then why the fuck would you even like care if they're destroyed or not what what are you upset about it doesn't even make sense i think that this attitude is actually born from the fact that even though you refuse to acknowledge it yourself you think humans are capable of doing something else something not as harmful you know Otherwise, why the fuck are you upset, right? Like, who who cares if humans kill each other and are mean to animals and do this or do that? You know, it, it wouldn't fucking matter. So you can't convince other people to be upset with and and say that, oh yeah, we're just implicitly corrupt. Doesn't make any fucking sense. You sound like a fucking Christian. Why don't you join your local Methodist church, you bitch? Huh? Huh? Go be a Christian somewhere. Anyway. So... I hope I've explained to you why I believe that this culture of superheroes is very similar to a culture of, like, Christianity, and this is why I find it to be very ascetic, and there's nothing inspiring to me about superhero stories. But then, 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 I was thinking about it, and I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, is this view uh? (laughs) Speciesist? ish <laughs> species Sorry. Speciesist? I don't think I've ever said that word out loud. <laughs> I've only ever typed it. That's a weird word. Say it. If, you're, if you have a mouth right now, say that word. Speciesist? <laughs> Speciesist? Awkward. Um, so speciesism is probably a term that I imagine is not that old. It's an idea I've seen thrown around uh uh (laughs) and it's it's an idea it's a word that i think uh has come to prominence probably amidst like animal rights discussions mostly this idea that like you know you can't necessarily rationalize or you can rationalize basically the conflict around this idea whether or not you can rationalize that the human species should or could uh treat other animals in a way that we don't treat each other. You know, like the conflict around the idea that we should treat animals just as we treat each other. Um, because you know, they're also living organisms and yada, yada. And this is a huge debate, obviously, uh, with animals and stuff. And I was thinking about it with superheroes. It's like, Hmm, Hmm, Hmm. Hmm. How does this apply? Because, like, I'm someone who believes, first of all, and I've spoken about this in great detail on this channel, trying to think of where, probably multiple uploads. The is-meat-murder upload, definitely listen to that if you want to hear some of my ideas here. But I I feel like there's a few more. It's a reoccurring theme in my mind. Uh, thinking about how we ought to treat animals. And I'm someone of the mindset that, we are not beholden to any real standard, uh, for how we interact with other animals. Because I believe that, you know, species are in nature sort of these, uh, entities that function in a way where they are almost, we are all almost hardwired physiologically in many ways to overcome our surroundings including other species in many instances you know we all prioritize our own survival and um it's not that we can't also uh have mutually beneficial relationships with these other biological beings but sometimes the way that we have mutually beneficial relationships with other beings could be argued like a thing like like um eating plants you know like, plants are living beings, but, like, we eat them, we shit them out, and then, historically, not anymore with the invention of, like, sewage and shit, but historically, you know, well, it still happens with animals. An animal eats the plant, shits it out, and, like, you know, fucking a new plant grows. So, like, it's like, well, yeah, maybe someone could make the argument that this is destructive behavior to eat a plant or something, but it's like, yeah, well, another one, another one is growing. The same is true for even how we interact with or not just us, but how multiple species interact with the other species that they actually consume. They kill and consume them for meat. I'm not making an argument here that that's like necessarily something we should do as humans or something. I'm just saying like the idea that killing and consuming a thing is implicitly bad is like very much a human construction. And you can make all sorts of different arguments about like how actually consuming other animals is, like, good for this or that animal or something. You know what I mean? Like, I hear it often with, uh, arguments about domesticating cats and dogs. Like, <clears throat> a lot of people say that, um, taking cats and dogs into, uh, our household is a harmful practice, you know, like, and, uh, it's not right that we take them inside and basically make them be our fucking little fuzzy slaves just to bring us pleasure Uh, and live indoors and we make them do our bidding (laughs) but then other people could also say like well yeah but don't doesn't this benefit them too because they uh get to they get their population gets to never really worry about going extinct for as long as we insist on having them and a lot of people do treat them very well and teach them how to fucking I don't know Give them food and stuff but then someone else will say well then that gives them a disadvantage if they're ever forced to live in the wild again now these animals completely their whole existence depends on us and it's like you can just make so many arguments any which motherfucking way who fucking knows right but to get back on topic uh I believe generally speaking we should being nice to other beings, I don't think that there's really much implicitly different about any of us except like our biology, you know? So in my anger for superheroes, I also am like, but hmm I don't want to uh (laughs) I don't want to just say fuck these guys because they're not human and this is a conflict that comes up in a lot of superhero movies, right? The blue people show up and they're like, ew, you're blue and you're weird go away I hate you I'm gonna kill you because you're blue and weird you know (laughs) so I wouldn't do that but but I think that ultimately I still stand firm on my stance because to bring up this example again of like this conflict that emerges in a lot of superhero movies where some superhero random guy is like they don't love us humans we're not like them like we shouldn't even interact with them like fuck them Personally, I agree with that guy. I think that guy's got the right idea. You are of a different species, so you should be the center of your own moral universe. And if animals are giving you, or if humans are giving you a hard time, then fuck them, you know? I won't be mad at you if you turn on us and try to destroy us. That's just natural, you know? I, I would hope that you don't. And if you can speak English, which a lot of superheroes (laughs) seem to be able to do, I would try to appeal to you, try to find some sort of agreement so that I'm not destroyed by you. The superior specimen, at least in a in a contest of physical strength, I would hope that you won't destroy me. But you know what? If you do shit, fuck it you're, 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 you're superior to me physically in terms of strength. You will win in a contest of strength. It's the same reason I'm not mad at a bear. And it's the same reason I'm put off by our relationships with like dogs, for example. Cause like a lot of dogs could kill me, but they become brainwashed to think that like they're worth as living beings is only like realized through their relationship with humans kind of you know it makes me so uncomfortable like dogs are like Stepford wives like it really seems like this I don't like interacting with them they're very nice I'm not trying to shit on dogs or like even to infantilize them too much but like come on like don't you feel weird when a dog's just like so excited like I love you so fucking much Like, and you're like, dude, I, 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 first of all, I just met you like 30 seconds ago. I don't know why you're so into me. This feels wrong. This is not right. You need to love yourself, dog. You need to stand up for yourself and you need to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Whether or not I pet you, play tag with you, whatever, that should not be your primary source of fulfillment, dog. Okay? (laughs) You need to have your own life, dog. Please, go, go. I support you. And you know what? If you try to kill me, good. Good. Because some dogs do that. <laughs> fucking do it. I don't hate dogs. How could you say that? I like dogs. I'm just saying, look, I respect dogs. I respect dogs more than the people who are like dogs. They're so pure and perfect. They're better than humans. It's like, yeah, because you bred them like that, you fucking freaks. You fucking Eugenics. Eugenics pro-eugenics ass fucking freaks. If anything is, like, speciesist in a way that is truly sinister, I think it's our relationship with dogs and having this attitude that, like, uh, you're, like, rewarding the fact you're rewarding them for something they had no participation in the fact that we've bred them to become like subservient and not just bred them but the way we continue to interact with them as soon as it's born I'll intercept you from the mother I'll put a leash on you I'll teach you how to stand and sit and roll over and you get food if you do this and you do that if you do this it's like ew ew who wants that that's not your friend it's like it's like why people become so repulsed at uh the idea of a christian god it's like god says we have free will but do we really we're born into this world with no choice over any of it and then god's like so by the way uh you have free will you can do whatever you want but if you don't do what i want you to do you're actually gonna go to hell forever like oh okay thanks do i really have free will or are you just saying that guy you know um Anyway, I think I've made all my points. Any feedback? Give me some feedback and I'll address it and then I'll get the fuck out of here and do what I was supposed to be doing. I don't really have much more to say. I'm sure I would if I knew much about superheroes. I really don't. All I gotta say really is I like Batman because he's a human. And I know a lot of people don't like Batman because he's rich as fuck. And I understand that. but. To Batman's defense, I will say that Batman did not go out of his way to acquire wealth. Batman was born into wealth, and he uses his wealth for what he perceives to be forces of good. Whether or not he does this in a way that is truly useful, because I've heard the argument that Batman actually kind of creates worse crime by interacting too heavily with his local Gotham population, which I think is a worthy criticism. You know, it's kind of like how ISIS came to be. You know, if you're uh, over over in someone's territory, bombing shit, having uh, civilian casualties, doing all this stuff, you know, there's going to be casualties that want to take you out or not casualties, but victims of your recklessness, whether or not it was done with a good purpose. There will be people who will be upset for good reason at you and they will try to fuck you up. (laughs) Mm, someone says villains i'm not oh it's cammy hi Cami. villains i'm not sure if they have an agenda but superheroes definitely do they want people to join the military (laughs) or become a cop that's why all superhero films are made girl what girl bye that that doesn't make sense that's that's not true a lot of, I mean, is, aren't look, well, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a nerd. But historically, like, don't a lot of comic book creators and stuff, like, have decent kind of politics and stuff? Like, everyone everyone loves Stan Lee, right? They consider him to be, like, very progressive with his politics and his comics or something, you know? Um, and a lot of them, I said this before to you, Cammie. Batman, I don't think, is pro-military. I appreciate Batman because from an early age, I was a big fan of Batman, the animated series, and also Batman Beyond. But uh, from a young age, the Batman series uh, exposed me to the idea that the police uh, can can very much operate as a corrupt institution. And Batman uh, and the police were always at odds with each other, you know? And the police were doing all sorts of fuck shit. So I feel like Batman helped introduce me, a small child, to the idea that sometimes we have to challenge authority. Even a thing like the police or the military, which is often presented to children especially as being these pure fucking forces of good. So I wouldn't call it propaganda. Um... Edward says most superhero shit is about how we should accept others for their difference. You know, like I said, I think this is what a lot of superhero films put forth, but I don't think that they actually function this way. You know, it sounds nice when you say it, but is this true? Is this really how it functions? Because doesn't it also put forth the, dia- the idea that not everyone is special? Only certain people are special, you know? Like, what does it mean in all of these superhero films? Like, I'll take X-Men, for example. There's this large, they're a pretty sizable population of people that are just born with these special genetic Genetic mutations, right? And everyone else is normal. I don't like this idea that like only certain people are special. And if a special person appears, you have to accept them and accept that they're better than you. You know, that's kind of how it works in the X-Men world. There's all these people that are gifted in ways that set them apart so distinctly from humans and they can do things that we can't. Like you have laser eyes. I can never have laser eyes. Damn it, where's my laser eyes? Huh? Huh? That's why I like Batman, because Batman will just build his own fucking laser eyes. Batman is a testament to the greatness of human innovation. I stand. Don't like Iron Man. Uh, someone brought him up as well, because he's a human, right? don't like him because he is someone that's super pro military and he seems like a narcissist you know he's always in the public like like what I did someone compared him to Elon Musk I think that that's a that's a great comparison it's like you're just some douchebag with a lot of money and you're always trying to make more money and you're always pouring money into the military and you're also just like showing off at every given opportunity you're just a fucking dick Edward says, but most of those people with those mutations are absolutely miserable at first. I agree. I mean, yeah. Look, I think that there is definitely... there could be something to the idea that superhero stories could inspire somebody who sees something that, you know, is very different about themselves. Especially if we're thinking about things like genetic mutations or biology. Maybe it's a thing like an illness or you're missing a limb or something. Some sort of thing that the the public perceives as a disability. I think that there could be a powerful message there like, no, that's not a disability you're special or if it is a disability in some ways it's still a thing that you know makes you unique and you can use this unique set of conditions you exist in to do something great you know which I totally align with I totally align with but but like I said I don't think that the metaphors serve to actually function this way as soon as the story takes off all of a sudden I feel like we're in full-blown asceticism (laughs) and I just can't relate, I can't relate, that would be something like, well, hmm. I guess they try to do this one, like, at first, the superheroes can't control their powers, like, in the Jean Grey movie, (laughs) I don't know if you say it like that, but I think it's funny now, Jean Grey, Jean Michael Grey, in that movie, you know, she kills her mom on accident, because she can't control her powers so that's like I think that could work into like a disability metaphor or something you know it's like this thing has greatly hindered my ability to interact with other people the way I want it to but I'm still going to find a way to rationalize that it can be a thing that like I take pride in and can be useful you know but do you guys really feel like the metaphor ever works this way, huh? Have you ever watched a superhero film and you're like, you know what, I'm kind of like that. I get that. I get that feeling. You know, people thought I was weird when I did this and you know what, they're wrong. I'm just special. Do you, like, have you ever really, I don't think so. I just see them like a bunch of motherfuckers. I feel like the most people, and I'm basing this on the fact that so much of, like, superhero culture and fandom is based around, like, events where people cosplay and do, like, LARPing and shit and write fanfiction, I think... That how most people who enjoy superhero movies actually interface with and appreciate them basically visualize themselves as having some sort of power. And this for me, I think is super ascetic. It's like you're inserting yourself into the set of impossible conditions. This set of impossible conditions and finding some sort of satisfaction in doing that, you know, visualizing yourself as having something that you don't possess. And this is why I don't like it, because if we want to encourage people uh, with the idea that like, you know, whatever you are is special and you can do whatever you need to do with whatever you specifically exist as. I don't see how a superhero film would function this way especially if people appreciate it by like visualizing that they've got these powers too or something or this or that. <clears throat> Alright, I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, I feel like I said all I had to say. <laughs> so um, basically, Batman Forever. Great film by the way. Wait, which is the one with Jim Carrey? Can I just say before I go? The one directed by, I think, Joel Schumacher did it. What's the one with Jim Carrey as the Riddler? Batman Forever. That's fucking right. Batman Forever from 1995. Rated PG-13. Directed by Joel Schumacher. Nice. Okay, that is the one by Joel. Um, Ridiculous movie. Fucking love it. Can I just say that as an adult, a few years ago, I went back and watched Batman Forever. And I realized Jim Carrey is deep. And he's a good actor. (laughs) I had become of a certain mindset growing up that like Jim Carrey was just this ridiculous actor that like he like I put like him and Adam Sandler kind of in my head together. Like they're just these ridiculous, gimmicky, like (laughs) I'm crazy. Look at me, I'm funny, I'm slipping on a banana peel type. Uh but then I rewatched Batman Forever and I'm like, dude, Jim Carrey rules. He's like a living cartoon character like what yeah it's absurd and it's ridiculous but it's also like modern vaudeville you know which as an adult i fucking love i love that kind of shit this is also part of why i love the movie baby's day out so much baby's day out is a work of fucking art it's a masterpiece it's probably the best film ever made but I'm not gonna get into that. I'm saving that for another time because I'm like literally writing the fucking thesis to end all theses on why Baby's Day Out is the greatest work of cinema ever produced ever. Um, But I'll give you that sneak peek. Part of it I think has to do with uh, how it's basically modern vaudeville and it's absurd as fuck and I love it. So I'm gonna get out of here. You're all some fucking nerds. Batman Forever, Jim Carrey rules, fuck superheroes. I love you, Batman. Bye.